The 4-3 and three Bills up to 9.5-point favorites in some locations in tonight's home game against the 3-3 three and three Buccaneers. Out to the KDUS hotline we go. We're now joined the sports room by Matt Perino of nyup.com, also syracuse.com. What's the best, you know, which of those two do you prefer or do the, your bosses prefer? <laughs> <laughs> They're all into the same window, so any any which one okay. that you want to use is, uh, is fine. Okay, I just wanted to make sure there wasn't like a preference or top billing or however that goes. All right, uh, the Bills are staggering into the night's game. You know, the two losses in the last three games, and the win was a close one in Buffalo, obviously, that Sunday night game against the Giants. Matt, you, you witnessed all of this. How would you describe the Bills you know, in you know, to begin the season here? Um, disjointed. I mean, they're they're really talented football team with you know continuity that I think a lot of teams across the league would would kill for but at times they don't they don't look like that they they look like they're they're searching for answers things look hard on offense they're dealing with just a myriad of injury issues on the defensive side of the ball and um you know at their peak this season against the Dolphins in week four you know the shiny new toy of the NFL they absolutely look like the Super Bowl contender I thought they were going into the season and then you see them struggle against the likes of the Giants and then uh, a New England Patriots team that was just ready to get taken behind the woodshed. And, and that maybe the Bill Belichick era ended emphatically, and, and now he's got some new life, and, and we'll see how long that lasts. Um, but it's just a team that is is looking for somebody to step up and, and kind of take over, and, and usually that's Josh Allen. And uh, he's been very critical of himself the last couple uh, of weeks, the last couple of times we've talked to him. He's got to be better and going through some mindset kind of recalibration where since the Jets game to open the season where he was just erratic and made a lot of really bad mistakes, he's adopted this new mindset that he calls low positive where he's trying to keep himself as low as possible so that he can operate and think. But then he comes out and says, well, maybe i got to think a little bit less and just play football. So, I don't know. They're, they're, they're kind of spinning their wheels at the moment. I was going to ask about Allen next. Certainly, statistically, he's been up and down. You know, What specifically does he need to be more consistent at on the field? You know, I think a lot of it last week was just like protection issues, like setting the protection, seeing what the defense is doing pre-snap, getting the ball out of his hands, you know, He's this unicorn of a quarterback that it's like it's not always a bad thing when he's not getting back to the end of his drop and getting the ball out because a lot of his magic magic happens, you know, in improv- improvisation. And this last week, that wasn't the case. There was times when he was going back and there were options open for him and he just wasn't taking them. So I think he's got to simplify things a little bit more. I think maybe he's got to start running a little bit more. Uh, if Ken Dorsey, he's on he's on um, pace, I think it's something like 65 or 70 carries, which would be the first time under 100 since his rookie season. And so they've obviously tried to alter how he plays the position. Uh, when he's been at his best is when he doesn't have to think too much, when they're running no huddle, when they're going up tempo. Uh, he's They've done it four times in the last three games, and they've scored touchdowns on all four of those drives. So I wonder if, the, if Ken Dorsey doesn't try to implement some of that this week. We'll see. I was going to ask about Dorsey next. In fact, you know, obviously an offensive coordinator. Do you think he's actually put Allen in the best position to succeed so far this season? Um, 
it's a good question. I think it's a hard one to answer only because I don't know who's necessarily pulling the strings and how Josh Allen is positioned. You know, you have a, a defensive-minded head coach that said this week that he's trying to make sure that all three phases of the game run the way that he wants them to be run. And so is this a, jo- a Sean McDermott deal where he doesn't want him to run as much? And he's been on record saying that it's not – um, a healthy way to play quarterback when you're putting your body in jeopardy as much as Josh Allen has in the past. But I'd make a counter-argument to that that it's part of what makes him special, and I think there's a way to still be a threat running the ball and just being smart with the decisions that you make. Maybe instead of an eight-yard run, you take a six-yard run and you slide or you get out of bounds. And those are the things he's just got to be better at. Taking that out of his game completely is going to change the player that he is. Um, it, in terms of like guys being open and the run-pass balance and, and stuff like that, I think Ken Dorsey's been fine for the most part. They're still a number four DVOA offense in the NFL. So they're, they're doing something right. I just think it comes down to you know, leaning into what you're good, good at and letting your players you know, play a little bit faster maybe. They're, they're doing a lot of thinking. It's a really complicated scheme. Uh, and we've talked a little bit the last couple of weeks about simplifying things. So maybe that's the ticket. The offensive line, uh, we talked in the preseason uh, you know, about the offensive line and there, there you know, a few questions at least at that point. How would you critique the offensive line at this point? I think it's been a, a, a bit of a bright spot for them in terms of pass protection. We got the kid that they signed from Dallas, Connor McGovern, he's, he's been a, a massive, massive upgrade at left guard over Roger Saffold from a year ago. And then Osiris Torrance, the rookie right guard, he's played like the best guard in the draft. Through, through seven weeks. Now, I thought last week was probably his worst game. Uh, but, you know, you're going to expect games like that for rookie players. Uh, and we'll see how he responds on a short week against a really good defensive front for Tampa. See if Vita Vea can play. Um, but I think overall, you've you got to be really happy with what you're getting out of the offensive line as a whole. I think Deion Dawkins has had a monster bounce-back year after a down year last season. Uh, the one question mark, of, if I'm looking – ahead and not only just within this season but beyond this season mitch morris is looking like maybe that the page is starting to turn there you should think about turning the page there after this season um i thought he was their worst pass blocker against the the patriots and for a center that you're a franchise center that you're paying 10 million dollars to that can't be the case matt perino currently in the sports zone looking at the bills heading into the night's game against the jags Dawson Knox is out tonight because of injury. How might that change the scheme, which has had you know, certainly some uh, two tight end sets with Knox and also rookie Dalton Kincaid at this point? Interestingly enough, despite the, the, the heavy push into 12 personnel this season with the two tight ends, they've run better out of 11 personnel, which you, know, you probably think mm-hmm. all right, two tight ends come off the field one tight end you're not going to run and when the bills have run they've been successful so i don't think the run game is going to be impacted too much although dawson knox is a considerably better blocker than dalton kincaid uh, as a rookie but they didn't draft dalton kincaid to, to run block they they drafted him to replace what they lost in cole beasley a couple of years ago the, the peak of cole beasley i'm not talking about the end of it i'm talking about what he did for this offense in 2019 and 2020 that they haven't been able to replicate since uh having success in the middle of the field, being able to get separation early in your route. That's some of the stuff that we've seen from Dalton Kincaid. He's been a really – he was a, a security blanket for, for Josh Allen last week uh, and really helped kickstart things in the second half 
when they did finally start having some success. So um, I'm interested to see what Kincaid looks like in maybe like 80 or 90% of the snaps, uh, maybe even more, uh, and, and what that potentially looks like. Knox being sidelined, does that mean more touches for Gabe Davis and maybe even James Cook to that extent? Um, I'm advocating for less touches for Gabe Davis and, and, and maybe not so much less touches but less snaps. They rely on him so heavily as a run blocker that he ends up playing more snaps every week than Stephon Diggs. And you went out and you, you signed Deontay Hardy this offseason, and I, I don't think that they've used him, him enough. When he's been targeted, he's been really electric. He's made a couple big-time plays, some sef- second efforts that's gotten him some run after the catch. So uh, he's a guy that I'm looking at. And James Cook, I think they just have to lean into him a little bit more. You know, Sean McDermott, he's just got this aversion to playing young players and, and giving them big roles. Latavius Murray, 33 years old, he's just trying to shoehorn him into to a, a, probably a larger role than he should have at this stage in his career. I think they need to lean into Cook a little bit more. He can do things in the pass in the run game. He had a receiving touchdown last week. Uh, more Cook, the better, I think. Buccaneers uh, head coach Todd Bowles has been heavy blitz, uh, really even since his days as the Cardinals defensive coordinator. How the Bills' offensive line, how's that group handled the blitz, and how's Josh Allen handled the blitz so far this year? Going into last week, they were really good, um, but uh, that, that kind of blew up uh, against the Patriots, and it was questionable because they were down. Matthew Judon's all for the year. Um, Josh Uche, uh, Keon White, the rookie, both didn't play. So they were really like just dealing with some depth guys on the edge. Christian Barmore their former first-round pick, he was electric. Like, he was a game wrecker in there. He had a, he, he really put the Bills in a lot of bad spots, and, and I think had Josh Allen thinking back there with the pressure coming up the middle. So, yeah, you turn the, the page to the Bucks, and I already mentioned their front, but you're right. Like, they, they, they do send a lot of blitzes. I think Levante David has been a great blitzer. They have some secondary pieces, Antoine Winfield. Uh, Bills fans are familiar with his father and how good of a blitzer yeah. that he was. I think Winfield might be better. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think that they're, this is another test. We're going to get a really good idea with this two-game sample size of, of where this Bills offensive line is at. Okay, let's flip this to the defense. I've not forgotten about the defense. Uh, obviously, the season-ending injuries to Tredavious White and Matt Milano obviously are significant. Uh, how does the uh, – How's, does this, how's the scheme change without those guys, and how are they trying to compensate without them? I feel like, you know, I don't necessarily know if the numbers are dramatically higher in terms of blitzing since they've been out, um, but they're trending in that way. I mean, I think Sean has to be a little bit more aggressive um, because the the one that you didn't mention there, Daquan Jones, their defensive tackle, yeah. He was sixth in the NFL in pass rush win rate when he suffered what is believed to be a season-ending pec injury. And I think that play in the middle with him and Ed Oliver and what they were doing and creating really opened things up and, and helped guys like Matt Milano and Terrell Bernard, their young middle linebacker. But Avius White is a good player. I don't think he's ever really gotten back to the version of the player that he was before the injury. Uh, he was trending in a good direction. Um and I think more than anything, their, their depth now is tested at that spot. And they have Dane Jackson back there. They have Christian Benford, two, a sixth and a seventh round pick a couple of years ago. And they're both keeping last year's first round pick, Kyrie Elam, 
on the bench, which is uh, continues to be quite the storyline with this defense. Uh, but on their defensive line, I mean, Ed Oliver's been be- dealing with a uh, foot injury. If he's not 100% or, you know, in a worst-case scenario, not able to go tonight, he's questionable. Uh, the Bills are going to be in for a really tough spot because this is a Bucks offensive line that is, re- is really good, one of the best in the league, especially at left tackle. And then Baker Mayfield has not been bad. He's been pretty solid, um, and they haven't been able to score a lot of points, but the Bills have given up a lot of points to, as recently as last week, the Patriots, who weren't scoring a lot of points before they played the Bills. Trade deadline is next Tuesday. Might they get involved in that, especially, I guess, on the defensive side? Yeah, I, I think they're going to get involved. And, and my my gut feeling is they they go offense. Like, whether it be a wide receiver, um, some – I don't know internally if there's a feeling that they need more there or if they have enough guys on the roster. I mean, Trent Sherfield, they shine from Miami. They barely use him in the passing game. Uh, they like this young kid, Khalil Shakir, in his second year. Um, but also running back. Like, they love James Cook but he's a specific kind of running back. He's not a physical in between the tackles going to make, you know, have guys bounce off of him. And I know Derrick Henry can be had. So I'm wondering for a team that sniffed around uh, on Christian McCaffrey last year, is it, if they don't take a run at a guy like Derrick Henry, or maybe even in Tennessee with DeAndre Hopkins, they flirted with that idea this summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that could be a kind of big move uh, to make too. Okay, back to tonight and uh, back to the defense. Uh, you know, they Tampa Bay doesn't offer much of a running game, but uh, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are certainly a challenge for any defense. How might they try to match up with those two guys? Yeah, I think it's going to be they're going to lean into their zone scheme, and um, I, I don't think they're going to ask any of their guys to kind of line up with these uh, receivers one-on-one in, in, in any kind of extensive man man coverage. They don't play a lot of man in general. So I feel like they're going to try to get to the ball and tackle, and tackling has been an issue. It's the reason why the last couple of games, Dorian Williams, the rookie out of Tulane playing for Matt Milano at linebacker, has been removed from the game for a former UDFA and Tyrell Dotson because of some tackling issues. So they have to tackle, and both those guys are physical uh, wide receivers, so that'll be an interesting matchup to watch. Talking Bills with Matt Perino. Um, okay, so when the inactive list is announced, you mentioned a few guys are questionable here. When it's announced 90 minutes before the game tonight, what are you and who? What are you most interested in when that list comes out? Ed Oliver, uh, without a doubt. I'm also interested to see, um, you know, if Vita Vea can't play, if you watch their defensive line, I, I think that that's a huge benefit for the Bills because, you know, that's where so much of the problems occurred a week or four days ago. And so if I'm the box, I'm trying to really lean into that against this offense to try to keep them, uh, you know, trying to figure it out, if you will. So uh, those are the two players. I mean, I'm probably sticking on the defensive line. Uh, There's not a lot of other kind of unknowns. I think we have a a general idea of who's playing in this game. Okay. So what else should we look for tonight? Um, Can this offense get going? I mean – it's crazy to me looking at some of the advanced numbers. You know, even if we don't get advanced, let's just talk about the completion percentage for, for Josh Allen. It's hovered around 70 all season long. This was something coming into the league that if you would have told people that he'd be there and, and, and kind of in the top 10 in touchdowns and all that kind of stuff, and this offense would be struggling the way that it has, 
I think people would have been surprised at that. And also what we should be looking for, if the Bills lose this game and they go to 4-4 four and four, and they lose to a Tampa Bay Bucks team and they almost lost to a Giants team, and this is the easy part of their schedule. Yep. How much pressure is going to get ratcheted up on Sean McDermott? And do we get to a point this season where his seat does get a little hot? I don't think it is right now. Uh, I, I, I didn't really buy into any of that in the offseason just because of his relationship with the ownership group, the success they've had in his tenure. But, man, the more this season goes off the rails, the more you know I feel like that narrative is going to pick up. Okay, so bottom line here, I mentioned when we started, uh, the Bills have moved up to nine, nine-and-a-half-point favorites in some locations. you have a predicted score for tonight? I do. I got the Bucks winning, 27-24. Um, just too much I have not liked about the mojo, the overarching um, vibe that we're getting inside the building. I mean, Josh, Sean, or Josh Allen's press conference a couple of days ago was just strange. Uh, he just low energy. But one of the big topics is kept talking about, like, when are you guys going to have start having fun again? And, you know, it's, it doesn't feel like a very energetic, confident place right now. So until they prove it and get back on uh, the winning side, I'm going to lean uh, the Bucks here tonight just because, you know, they got a good defense. They, they've turned the ball over a little bit, and uh, I think they can keep it close. And, you know, I, I think the Bills probably should have lost that Giants game if uh, that pass interference call is made mm-hmm. and, and they get to maybe run one more in. You know, you mentioned that I didn't see his last press conference. I saw some of the post-game press conference on Sunday with Allen. I thought that was strange. It was Did I look at that incorrectly? <laughs> No, I mean it was. It's just been a odd season for him. I mean, to go from the the, the hysteria of the Madden cover in the off season to you know the whole drama with his breakup with longtime girlfriend and now he's dating um, an actress and uh, very much in the public eye and it's just been a strange, weird season for him and. He came in, and, and not to mention the backdrop of this whole Stefan Diggs offseason drama and his role yeah. in it, and we n- never really got any answers for any of it. They love keeping everything in-house there. Uh, there's just a lot of strange stuff going on with this team, and um, we'll see if they can kind of get the, the ship righted because that's the crazy thing about the NFL. You're one just great performance away from erasing a lot of the – narratives that have been kind of fancied about that would be true matt good stuff as always we appreciate it have fun tonight thanks all right man. take care matt perino nyup.com syracuse.com and uh i learned uh a fountain of information there i was not aware of the uh, off the field female situation with uh uh with uh you know with you know, basically with mr allen there but uh a little info there some uh you know TMZ, you know, National Enquirer type of things, because those are the only two things that I can really kind of cite. You know, National Enquirer from way back in the day, and uh, TMZ, because I guess that's kind of current in the day.